Welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. Today I want to talk about a news article I read recently about something the Pope said about the Lord's Prayer. Now, uh, with many news articles, I want to be really gracious because there's what this person said, and they were probably speaking in Italian or Latin or something, and then it was translated and then reported, and things can get lost along the way. So I want to be really gracious, but the main idea that was um, being tra- uh, presented in the news article was that um, the Pope was thinking that the last line of the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, should be changed to don't let us fall into temptation. And um, so this is what I want to talk about. Should it be changed? Could it be changed? Why would you want it to be changed? What's going on here? Um, I think, as I understand the article, the, the motivation given there is because it's not a great reflection of the character of God. That's the the idea. It's not, and it's not pastorally helpful to be praying that God would not lead you in temptation. And the idea being that God doesn't tempt people or lead you into temptation. So you don't have to pray that he won't do it. Something like that, you know, instead it's don't let me fall into temptation, um, rescue me from that kind of stuff. And so the idea being that, you know, it doesn't paint God in the best light to say you have to ask him to not let you, uh, to not test you, to not tempt you, sorry, in with temptation. And so, and the, the suggestion is that there are better translations. That's one of the keywords is better translations. Now, this is my response as I think through it. Okay, number one, what is the Bible actually say? And the Greek, I think it's pretty clear that it's this word asin in case. And it really does mean to carry into or to lead into. It's from the root word ace pharaoh, which means, pharaoh means to carry or to bring. The word ace added to the front means into or in. So it really does mean to bring in or to carry in. That's what the words on the page mean. And so whatever the the theology, whatever the pastoral complications, it's, that's what it means. And so if you have a view of scripture that this is God's word, that the words on the page are God's word, they're what the Holy Spirit inspired the writer of scripture to put down, then you, you kind of need to take it as is and then deal with the implications and thinking through it. And maybe the problems, the perceived problems that come up from it, you just, you deal with those after the fact, but you start with the words on the page. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you, uh, are, are dating somebody or meeting somebody, if they're important to you, you don't say, I would love to have a relationship with you, but first you need to get a nose job. You know, you, you, you receive them as they are and you love it as it is, even if something maybe doesn't look right to you. But when it comes to scripture, if this is God's perfect word, if this is his holy word to us, then, then it's what God wants it to be. And we respond, we don't judge and we don't try to do cosmetic surgery on scripture in order to make it easier for us or less confusing for us or less demanding for us or less troublesome for us. That's just not um, how you honor the Bible as God's word. Now, I think it is commendable to want to have a pastoral translation that, that presents God in a certain way. But if you're changing the actual words to fit with a picture of God, then 
maybe it's actually your picture of God that needs to be adjusted to the words. And, and I don't think maybe. I think that's how life is. We adjust what we think about God to how God has revealed himself, whether it's through creation, whether it's through human history, but supremely in the scriptures. Um, if you read the scriptures, it, the Bible has such a high view of itself. God um, says what he means, means what he says, and sometimes he explains what he means more clearly in some place some places, but God expects us to receive his words and to believe it and to not want to change it. In fact, there's a few times in scriptures where, you know, there's even like a, a curse called down if people are going to change or add or take away from the word. I think about the end of Revelations. It says, you know, if anybody adds to these words, God will add plagues to you. If anybody removes from these words, God will remove you from the, the book of life kind of thing. And that's pretty severe. So if it's God's word, you don't change it. Now, um, this, the thing that kind of makes this newsworthy is the person who's doing this. And again, kind of pastoral impulse, wanting to bless people, that's, that's good. And from what I can see in the news about this pope, that's kind of his main thing. He's a people person. The previous pope, post was, or pope sorry, was um, more of an academic, more of a theologian. He wrote a lot of books. This pope is much more of a mercy ministries person. And so his, it seems like to me, and I'm making this judgment from afar, but this isn't a condemnation judgment. This is just my impressions that he's, he's big into mercy ministries and being with the people. And so different people, different takes on things, different speech. But the thing that makes this really kind of interesting historically is that one of the things with the Reformation, one of the reasons why the Reformation happened was this kind of rejection of a papal authority or the popes um, deciding what the scriptures meant and having kind of like a one-person infallible interpretation or just the imperium, it was sometimes called, so like a, a select group of people who would decide on what um, the interpretation of Scripture was good or bad. And so when you have this person who um, is the Pope saying, this is not a great translation, when it isn't the, the, the translation from Greek to English, or uh, that's the problem, it, that's what it says in the Greek, and, and it's a great translation to say, lead us not into temptation, it's factual, and it's um, accurate. So when there's like criticism of the actual word of scripture, it just kind of stirs up historical conflict, uh, kind of to defend the the real words of scripture over against um, something else. So for me, this is just really intriguing, and it and it brings me back. Okay, how do I treat the Bible? I, I receive the words of God to the best of our knowledge. And I know there's varying manuscripts and there's some differences, but to the best of our knowledge, we receive the words of God and just adjust our thinking, adjust our mindsets to match what God has written. And you know what the truth is, is that the whole thing about the, God's relationship to temptation is not simplistic. So James in one place will say, hey, don't let anybody say God is tempting you because God doesn't tempt anybody. And then, but if Jesus is saying, God, lead me out of temptation, don't lead me into it, you know, there's something going on there and there's questions. And and I think that um, faithfulness is taking the time to think these things through and then to submit to what is the most reasonable, clear way of of making these things work together. So... In a small nutshell, love God's word, believe it how it comes to us, and let's change in response to what God has said instead of wanting God's word to change in response to us and our desires. Be blessed.